You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is the Friday before the start of the early signing period for the 2020 college football recruiting cycle. It is time once again to go around the horn with Hank South of BamaOnline.com. I'm Travis Ryder, Senior Analyst for BOL, joined once again by Hank South. And Hank, this is sort of like the weekend before Christmas on Wednesday, and then next weekend we'll have the the weekend before the real Christmas. So <laughs> you got to do this. You got to do this a couple of times, both in your professional life, Hank, and I'm guessing if you're like me. You'll have a few loose ends to tie up yeah. in terms of the uh, the the Christmas that the, the the Christmas we all know that follows the uh, the next Wednesday. Yeah, you know, there's nothing like walking through the aisles of Target right before Christmas <laughs> with, with your cell phone, trying to follow what what the 17 year old recruits are doing, and also try to you know do your Christmas shopping at the same time. So it's a exciting time. December is. <laughs> yeah, and you almost the first thing you need to do at Target this time of year are the Walmart is go to the sporting goods section and put on a football helmet because you might need it. You know, <laughs> some sure. of these people in the, in the target and the Walmart, they get pretty serious with the elbows and things like that. So you need a, maybe get a mouth guard and go over to the appliances center and see if you can boil it on a stove or something, get it right. And then you're set and ready to go uh, for that Christmas shopping push here at the very end. But what we want to talk about with Hank, Today on the Built by Bama online podcast, and if you haven't subscribed to the Built by Bama online podcast, we certainly hope you'll do that. And while you're there, maybe leave us a nice review and some comments to go along with it. Um, Some topics of interest that we're certainly going to get into, starting with the recent flip of Javian Cohen, the four-star offensive tackle from Phoenix City, Alabama, from the Auburn Tigers to the Alabama Crimson Tide. A lot of conflicting sort of reports and social media commentary on how this all went down. Was he a drop by Auburn? Was it Auburn simply in anticipation of knowing that Cohen was going to flip to to Alabama, uh, sort of letting that get out there a little bit? Uh, regardless, right, Hank, Alabama got the guy they wanted at the offensive line position here late. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, earlier this fall when Xavier Hill decommitted from Alabama, um, who ended up committing to LSU, it was very clear Alabama was intent on adding a third offensive lineman in this class. And we, we saw them kind of not really circle back. They've always been in contact and, and they've always been recruiting Javion Cohen, but he never really seemed like uh, one of their primary guys they were going after as they had that that trio committed before Hill left the class. But, uh, you know, starting in October, uh, it looked as though uh, Bama really started to, you know, kind of push a little bit more for JV on Cohen. Um, it got him on campus for the LSU game on an unofficial visit. Um, and then back on campus last week and for an official visit. Um, and then, you know, earlier this week, um, we, we saw him, uh, decide to go ahead and, and make the move and commit to Alabama. So, you know, Bama got a really good one. Um, you know, we, we've seen them, uh, this class, you know, it's a smaller offensive line class. It was kind of more focused on interior guys, but obviously Javion Cohen is one of those guys that can do it all. But, um, you know, he's probably projects more as a tackle going forward. So um, big pickup. Um, it, it gave Alabama the number one class again um, over Clemson um, heading into next Wednesday. Uh, you know, uh, Bama got their guy and they're happy with him. 
So you mentioned it. Alabama surges back to the top of the 24-7 sports composite team rankings. What will it take for Alabama to stay there? And uh, or, or, or do you see perhaps that changing once again between now and next Wednesday? Yeah, you know, it, it's it's so close between Alabama, Clemson, LSU. Um, you know, Georgia's got some guys they're going after. Ohio State's in there, too. And so, you know, I, I can certainly see this race going back and forth. And obviously, you know, the, the final race isn't over until um, the February signing day. But, uh, you know, Bama can certainly help itself with some of these remaining targets they have, like a, like a Jordan Birch, the highest rated uncommitted recruit in the 2020 class, the five-star defensive lineman from South Carolina, uh, Darnell Washington, the five-star athlete from Las Vegas, the Bama's recruiting as a tight end. You know, any of those guys um, getting them on board, it, it will certainly help that um, composite team recruiting score um, and, and, you know, keep them atop the rankings. But obviously, you, you know, you're looking at Clemson, they're recruiting guys like Justin Flo, the five-star linebacker. They're also recruiting uh, Jordan Birch, Xavier Henderson, the receiver from South Florida. Um, LSU has got some guys they're, they're trying to close with. So it'll be a really tight finish. This actually probably be one of the closer races we've seen in the last few years beyond just you know one or two teams it's really you know Alabama LSU Clemson and even you know Georgia all in that that running for that number one spot now in terms of the upcoming weekend and official visitors it doesn't sound like there's much to close on that front based on your reporting Tim Watts is reporting there with us at BamaOnline.com exclusively commits coming to Tuscaloosa this weekend uh, and a couple of those guys, I guess, projecting as early enrollees returning to campus on a full-time basis here in the very near future. Yeah, you know, th- this weekend actually earlier on, if you're looking at this weekend back in November, it was actually slated to be a pretty big visitors weekend with with several targets. But, you know, uh, we saw Javion Cohen join the class. We saw Bama go out and visit Ronald Williams earlier this week. It's it's one of its main remaining defensive back targets. Um, and we've seen them, you know, kind of get um, some more clarity on the class as it's coming together closer to December 18th. And we kind of saw this visit list start to shrink a little bit more as, you know, it's clear they're, they're getting, um, you know, they're figuring out how this class is going to shape up. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just four commitments. Quandarius Robinson, who's rock solid Alabama, Brian branch, the same way the, the, four-star safety from Georgia that's having that had a great senior season and then a couple guys a little bit further away uh Treshawn Holden the four-star receiver from California who's a guy that's been taking visits elsewhere but you know I, I don't think you know at least ever this fall he's really been questioning um you know his commitment or, or wavering at all you know he's pretty solid he's close with Bryce Young and he's excited about joining this class and enrolling next month and then Tyu Jones-Bell who's you know maybe the next guy from South Florida that's going to be that uh you know following the footsteps of Judy Calvin Ridley Mari Cooper is kind of that next uh, big play wide receiver from South Florida he'll be back on campus and, and he's another guy that's that's very firm with his uh commitment so getting these guys back in one last time um all four of them are expected to sign next week Holden and uh, Jones-Bell are expected to enroll next month. There you go. Four official visitors, two early enrollees among that quartet. You mentioned Ronald Williams at the cornerback position. Where do things kind of sit right now with him in Alabama? Yeah, you know, he's one of these guys that, that they a lot of schools actually evaluated him this this fall, um, his, his sophomore season at Hutchinson Community College, and he had a really good year. He was named a first-team junior college All-American. Um, you know, I think he had 
five interceptions or maybe three. He, he had a really good year overall. Um, picked up a bunch of offers, Alabama included, back in October, uh, and he immediately set up an official visit. You know, the first time we talked to him, um, when he got that offer, you know, you, you could tell it was a little bit different for him. It was uh, it was one that really stood out. Uh, he he set up his official visit for the Western Carolina game a few weeks ago. You know, he had a really good sit down with Nick Saban that weekend, and then. We saw Nick Saban uh, return to his house. He's from Louisiana. Nick Saban went out and visited him in Louisiana uh, this past uh, Wednesday night, I want to say. And um, it, it sounds like that visit went really well. And, you know, I think Bama's trending pretty heavy for him at this point. Other schools are in the mix. You know, he took official visits to Texas A&M, uh, Kentucky and Mississippi State. But, you know, I, I think Bama's really caught his eye. And I think he he's really um, intrigued by the opportunity to be coached by Nick Saban specifically, you know, as a as a cornerback. And so he's an early enrollee guy, uh, early signee. So a decision will be made, you know sometime before next Wednesday. Um, you know, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if he decided to announce earlier, but, uh, you know, I think Ben is sitting in good shape for him. Yeah. And the mid year is the key there, especially with junior college transfers and a guy that perhaps like a Dion Ballou years ago that could come in, you could plug him in. I think they feel good about the youth they have at corner guys like Marcus Banks, Scooby Carter, as we know, is sort of, uh, come, done a 180 from his transfer portal stance of a week or so ago and looks to be back in the fold. Uh, Brandon Turnage, uh, Jalen Armour Davis, guys like that that are still in that mix when you talk about young corners. Um, but if you can plug and play with a, a legitimate high-level junior college transfer, that maybe gives you some flexibility with Patrick Sertan the second next year and trying to use him in some different ways, both at corner and perhaps at star as well. We're going around the recruiting horn with Hank South on the built by Bama online podcast back with more of the pod right after this. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month. Over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. And we're back with Hank talking some recruiting on the Friday before the final official visit weekend of the early signing period. It all goes down starting on Wednesday of next week. Uh, Hank, you also have some Alabama commitments participating in that Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game on Saturday. Christian Story, Jackson Bratton, Demoy Kennedy, Jevian Cohen, who we've talked about, Jamarian Latham, the defensive lineman from just over the road there in reform. What about Demoy Kennedy of that group? He seems to have attracted the most attention of late. LSU trying to get in here during the latter stages of the early uh, cycle. Where do you see things with Demoy Kennedy in Alabama right now? Yeah, he raised a lot of eyebrows a few weeks ago when he opted to take an LSU visit uh, right after Thanksgiving um, when they played Texas A&M. Obviously, you know, up to that point, he hadn't taken any visits elsewhere. He'd only been to Alabama since he committed back in June. So uh, the panic meter among Alabama fans was pretty high, especially, you know, after what happened with Eric Gilbert and obviously, you know, coming off the loss to LSU, um, you know, th that just wasn't something Bama fans wanted to see, but, you know, 
catching up with uh with the Moy, you know, uh 24/7 Sports. Keith Niebuhr was out of the uh, in Hattiesburg at the Alabama Mississippi game. He got an interview with him and you know, he reaffirmed his commitment. He said he was solid, but he was thinking about LSU still. Um wasn't completely ruling them out. Um and, you know, he he doesn't really say much, so you can't really get a full gauge on it. That was the first interview he he's done since that LSU visit. Uh, but, you know, talking to people um, close to the situation, you know, talking to some people down in his area um, in Mobile, um, the feeling is that, you know, he, he's going to sign with Bama next week. Uh, but, you know, as we always say, recruiting is a fluid situation. So it's always something you want to watch. You, you got to watch the visits late. And, and that's something we're certainly keeping an eye on. But, you know, um, I, I personally, you know, from talking to everybody, I, I would be surprised if he didn't sign with Alabama. I don't think there's a there's a great deal of confidence on the LSU side as far as him flipping. Obviously, he's he's an in-state kid. He grew up an Alabama fan. You know, C.J. Mosley came before him at his high school in Theodore. Um, so there, there's certainly a lot of uh, reasons for optimism if, if you're on the Alabama side. But, you know, we're, we're watching it um, as we kind of approach to Wednesday. Speaking of flip potential, we're going to head to the roundtable mailbag at this point in the podcast. Uh, We put a thread up uh, getting your questions there on the roundtable for recruiting analyst Hank South. Uh, And we will start with Bama Boy E, who asks, speaking of flips, will Alabama flip a wide receiver target? Gee, I wonder who Bama Boy E has in mind maybe a, a a guy with uh or two with lsu ties perhaps hank yeah you know they're, they're working on it um album is actually recruiting two lsu wide receiver commitments uh rakim jarrett from st john's college the five-star wide out and, and kayshawn butte um, the four-star wide receiver that's close to five-star range um from from uh new, new iberia louisiana and so uh uh, Keishon Butte, that's actually kind of an interesting one. He, he was telling, you know, there, there was some, there was two trains of thought on him. One was he was going to sign in February. One, he was going to sign next week. Um, he's come out and announced now that he's going to sign next week. Um, you know, I, I kind of tend to lean towards him sticking with LSU, especially kind of with this late change of heart and deciding to sign early. Um, Nick Saban didn't get a chance to do an in-home with them because the, the thought was he was going to sign late and Nick Saban was going to go in-home in January. Um, I, I kind of think that's kind of you know, trending towards him sticking with the Tigers. But Rakim Jarrett's a different story. You know, I think he's given some serious thought to Alabama. We saw him take the official visit um, for the Arkansas game, along with Keishon Butte back in October. Um, and, you know, ever since Bryce Young flipped and joined the class, um, Alabama's class, there's been a lot of buzz around Rakim Jarrett. And, you know, we saw Ed Orgeron and, and Joe Brady visit him this week out in D.C. He was decked out in LSU gear. Um, so, you know, to the public and on Twitter, you know, it looks like he's pretty set on LSU, but you know, there continues to be, uh, you know, just some buzz about Bama still being in the mix at the very least with this recruitment. And so what we'll turn to now is, you know, will he sign on Wednesday or, or will he wait till February? And, you know, if I think he, if he waits until February, I think, um, it's going to get real interesting in the month of January, Nick Saban will go in home with him. Um, and you know, there'll, there'll be a month to track that and, and Bama to keep working on him. So situation we're watching, but, uh, of those two, uh, LSU commits. I think where Kim Jarrett, you know, there, I think there's more reasons to, you know, follow that and maybe more reasons for optimism on the Alabama end at this point. Sticking with the flip theme, we've got a couple of questions in this roundtable mailbag thread that touch on the running back position. One involving Jace McClellan, the Oklahoma commitment, uh, and not so much a flip because Zach Evans to my knowledge, remains uncommitted. But the running back position 
in general? Is is there a, a scenario where you could see one of those guys ending up uh, in this class in the early period? Yeah, you know, it's it's gotten really interesting with that because for a while, all fall, you know, we were, the question was, will Alabama push for a third back? And, and you know, the answer was, if, if it was, it would be either Zach Evans or Jace McClellan. And of course, we've seen them back off of Zach Evans, not really, you know, recruit him as as hard or really at all as, as they once were. And the focus has kind of turned to Jace McClellan. We saw uh, Nick Saban visit him the other night with Carl Scott out in Alito, Texas. Uh, the visit was said to have gone really well. Um, you know, the Oklahoma side that they're, they're still remaining confident. He's been committed there for two and a half years. You know, you gotta, you gotta take that into consideration when you're, when you're looking at this, you know, is a guy that's been committed that long going to at the very end decide to flip. So that's certainly, you know, a factor in it all. He has relationship, strong relationships with Lincoln Riley and that entire staff. Um, but at the same time, you know, he, he's been really intrigued by Alabama. He visited out in the summer and then he came back for the LSU game on, a, on an official visit. Um, and he's taken them into consideration. So, you know, th- there's been a lot more, you know, uh, I keep saying buzz, but I mean, that's the, that's the word. I mean, is that there's been a lot more Bama buzz, um, you know, in the last uh, week or so as far as, you know, where they stand. You know, will will he end up flipping? You know, I, I'm not projecting him in the class just yet at this point, but I, but I think this has gotten really interesting. And I, I think Bama, uh, you know, is looking to add him to the class and take that third running back. Um. I wanted to ask you a question. This isn't in the mailbag. This is for me. But, you know, I see it seems like there are guys that are on Alabama's radar, perhaps even committed to Alabama right now. Uh, But I see a lot of interaction with the Georgia Tech staff. And it, it makes me wonder, do you think that in recruiting, as competitive as it is and as cutthroat as it can be, are there sometimes alliances or at least on the surface, there appear to be like when I look at Alabama right now in Georgia Tech, I, I think Alliance, because I know that Jeff Collins, uh, head coach at Georgia Tech, previously worked here in Tuscaloosa as, as a support staffer under Nick Saban. Brent Key is the offensive line coach at Georgia Tech. Um, it, it almost, I'm not going to say they work directly together, but it's just interesting that you look at some guys that Alabama might have committed that could end up at Georgia Tech. Some guys at Georgia Tech have committed could end up at Alabama. Am I am I just reading too much into that, Hank? No, you know I think that's a that's a good point. You know you look at a guy like Jason Jones who's considering Alabama and Georgia Tech, and you know his situation is a little bit interesting as far as you know how he, how he may end up in the end up in this class. Obviously, you know he's a guy that wants to play defense. Um, Alabama's you know, looking at him more on the offensive side of the ball now as an offensive lineman. Georgia Tech is preaching defense, and you know, obviously with Brent Key on their staff, formerly on the Alabama staff as well, like Jeff Collins. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's a good point. And then, you know, beyond that, Javier Morton, another guy that was committed to Bama for a while, and and now is looking maybe like he he could end up at Georgia Tech as well. Um, but yeah, you know, these guys cross paths all the time. You know, they have these relationships dating back, and so I, I think that's that's a pretty interesting theory uh, you put forward there. Gibbs, the running back that we've right. heard a lot about, right? Right. Yeah. No, he's a a, a guy that um, you know we'll, we'll see what happens with the Jason McClellan situation, but uh, could potentially take an official visit in the month of January. Um, should Bama, you know, still have that that spot they're trying to push for with the with in the running back room? We'll wrap up the mailbag and get close to closing out this edition of the Built by Bama online podcast, which we like to call Around the Horn with Hank South. Uh, Battlestar Tide in the mailbag asks or wants to know your perspective on this recruiting class and if it'll be affected by NFL decisions 
by uh, draft eligibles on this Alabama roster, say to a Tonga Viola and Bryce Young and maybe these wide receivers and a guy like Rakim Jarrett. Uh, do, do you see that impacting uh, one one with the other? You know, I don't. And the, the reason I say that is, um, or, you know, I don't I don't at this point, you know, most of these guys are going to sign next Wednesday. And, you know, we're not really sure when all these draft decisions are going to come out. Obviously, you know, the coaches are, are staying in contact with them. They kind of have an idea of, of where things stand. But uh, for the most part, this class is going to be wrapped up next Wednesday, December 18th. And so, um, you know, it, it, I think the, a way it could affect it is if, if a guy did wait to sign in February. And obviously we, we would learn more about um, draft eligible guys by then. Then maybe at that point, uh, yeah, maybe a guy decides to um, look around or, you know, doesn't consider Alabama as much if, if somebody came back. But um, as far as it goes right now, you know, Bryce Young, we actually caught up with him yesterday. Um, obviously, you know, everyone's paying attention to what two is doing next year. And, and you know, obviously we want to know what what Bryce thinks of that. And, you know, he said he's he thinks that Alabama is the best spot for him, regardless if two is there or not. He said he actually would. Uh, use it as an opportunity if Tua did come back to, to you know, learn from Tua and be in the same quarterback meeting room with him and, and you know, try to take advantage of that opportunity uh, to be with him for a year. So that's the kind of attitude I, I think um, you certainly love to see as, as an Alabama fan or as an Alabama coach as well. Um, and, you know, looking at looking at it, I don't think this class will be very much affected by any sort of NFL draft decision, at least not at this early signing period. So most important on the to-do list for Nick Saban and this staff between today, Friday the 13th, and Wednesday, December 18th, what are the one or two areas, the one or two targets that are most important as we head down the stretch here? Yeah, you know, I, I think holding on to Des Moines Kennedy and Tim Smith, um, two of your top commitments that are um, considering other schools um, with Des Moines, obviously LSU, and then Tim Smith taking an official visit to Florida. I think both those guys will sign with Alabama personally, uh, but certainly, you know, you want to you want to keep those guys on board ahead of next uh, Wednesday. You know, and I think as far as the position goes, Bama's really filled this class out nicely from top to bottom um, at positions of need. But that tight end position is still something, you know, it looks like that they, they want to um, fill. And, and, you know, a guy like Darnell Washington, who's not expected to sign early, but, you know, he's going to have all his official visits out of the way by next week. You know, maybe does, does he have a change of heart? Maybe he does decide to sign early and then announce his decision at the Unarmor game. We'll see. But, you know, I think filling that tight end position and, you know, that might not be during the early signing period. You know, maybe they take it into January and, and potentially go after a different target or, uh, you know, maybe look at the transfer portal after February signing day. But I, I think that, you know, you look at it as probably the most important position if you're picking one at this point. That sort of intrigue as we head towards Wednesday and the start of the early signing period is exactly why you need to keep posted up on the roundtable there at BamaOnline.com. Hank South, Tim Watts, going to have you covered in the madness leading up to next Wednesday. Hank, as always, appreciate the time here on the Built by Bama Online podcast. I look forward to doing it probably more than once <laughs> next week here on the pod. Thanks, Hank. Thanks, Travis. There he goes, Hank South. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Around the Horn with Hank South on the Built by Bama online podcast. Keep it locked to BOL throughout the weekend. We'll talk to you again real soon. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving nonstop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. 
Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.